0: From the apocalypse this is our house in the middle of our street our house state of the game whenever I, and i of uh, am your meticulous host dano of who you know as thorough as the lord of the rings universe is is what i am so i would say this state of the game this is our house Whenever we have people over, I get nervous because I want to clean our house and make sure our house looks good. It's just us now. Yeah, man. It's just us and um, me and my noble cohort, K Diggy. Hey, <laughs> can I tell you something? Yeah, I love you. Love you too, man. I love what we've done. I love that we've been able to do this. Um, and I, I'm very excited to talk today about No Name because I fucking hate the conversation around this album, mm. uh, Sundial. You know, I, I, it's a, I really like the album, but it's, a, I really like the album. The more I dig into it, the more I find fascinating about this album. Yeah, but the stuff I don't like about the album nobody's talking about in public dude
1: mm. I I'm, not, I'm not too linked in with the conversation around it so it'll be it'll be interesting to hear what people are uh, are saying about it
0: i can't stand the conversation around no name um and around the problems around no name um uh, so so you have you not heard have you been tuned out of all the coverage of this album or what
1: and yeah I've, I've only listened to the album I, I haven't like really looked at any reviews oh, gone on like twitter or anything about it like
0: so they i told you a little bit about the controversy the j electronica controversy mm-hmm. with the verse uh um, uh we can talk more about the verse later but it, she really- have you seen her apology thing that's her non apology apology oh, thing.
1: I did see that i do follow I follow her on Instagram, so I did see that so I have seen that
0: caused a big hubbub people were wild offended about that um I tried to watch and I really um by the way, this is not a secret if anybody knows Anthony Fantano and wants to tell him I don't like him, feel free uh, <laughs> I don't care um I am not I fear none on that on that issue um so but I try, I try to avoid Fantano at all costs. I, I who's do... that? Is that like a critic? The needle drop, yeah. The guy with the glasses, no, the bald guy with the glasses. You, I love how insulated you are from the nonsense of the world. So, yeah. the he, he's kind of just a mean white guy critic, and but and he's very popular. And he, I tried to watch his no name review and like it was 11 minutes long and the first like six, seven minutes of it were just like, oh my God, it's the J Electronica verse, the fake apology. She says that she, she might've booked J Electronica just to, you know, anger her white fans. And like, it was all this hand wringing, you know, yeah. uh, which is what what I think is the best way to call it. And, and this is not, it's not like I'm hardcore pro no name, right? We'll get into it. I have lots of thoughts about no name, but um, I'm anti hand ringing, I guess, right? Like hand ringing is 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 the situation that happens because people are are just they they see something, it signifies as offensive, they get offended, mm-hmm. they hand ring, right? They say. I can't believe no name said, I don't care what you think. How dare she? Right? Like, (laughs) that sounds like a thing you would say, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But if Gron said that shit, you'd think it was funny. You know? Fuck off. Anyway. um,
1: I mean, the question is, should she care what you think? Like, why do you think she should care what you think? But that's that's not conversation.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Gronk said that shit. No one would get. No one would be mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> People would be like, "Ha oh, Gronk! I
2: gotta toss your hair."
0: Um, uh, whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't like Rob Gronkowski either. You can tell. Him. Anyway, um, <laughs> but he's uh, it's just, it's just nonsense, dude. And like, the hand wringing is 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 too much on this. So I just wanted. To lead, I think the first thing I wanted to talk about was: is there anything about No Name that you wish the public had a better grasp on?
1: Is there anything about No Name that I wish? I mean,
0: I can lead if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, because because I have I yeah have yeah gardens.
1: you can lead you can lead on this
0: one. You know, I would say. The one I was thinking about was, and it's just, by the way, Sundial is, you you can queue up track one Sundial.
2: Yeah.
0: Queue up, really Beauty Supply, where I would point, uh, mm. queue up Beauty Supply. Um, people kind of, people are always angry at No Name for lecturing it. You remember when J. Cole got mad at her for lecturing, right? You remember this? Right, right. Um. And I was just like, you guys aren't paying any attention. Like, mm. no name, you listen to be Boy, listen to anything. No name is always taking herself to task.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh gosh, Lauren Hill has a quote. Like, she says, you know, anything that I, anything that I'm telling you, I've experimented on myself first. Uh, so that, and I'm not, I I hate to like explicitly tie no name to Lauren Hill every time, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't think it's pontification uh, or like, you know, uh, pre what's, what's the word that you use or like lecturing. I think it's more of, you know, these are things that I've experienced. Mm. Let me explain to you how they've affected me.
0: Right. Right. It's, and yes, it you know, in Beauty Supply, the thing I was thinking about was when she was like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm looking at this white girl. I'm no. making fun of this white girl while I'm wearing a toupee, you know? yeah, um, And it was just like, what a moment of like, oh shit. Like she called her Weave a toupee. Like, well, like, oh, you know, um, it was just, an, it was an incredible moment of self-analysis mm-hmm. that was just strong, very strong. That's, the stuff she does that no one fucking does that bro
1: i mean it's the self-awareness because you saw i mean you've seen that all
2: throughout
1: her three projects i mean i think of uh like i think of on room 25 there was Mm -hmm. on window there she had a verse where i know you never loved me but i effed you anyway right i guess i guess a woman likes to gamble um so she's always had that, that, that self-awareness in terms of, like, yes, I know, like, I'm out here talking to you. And I know that my shit don't, my shit stinks as well. Everyone's shit stinks out
0: here. To to really wrap up my point, to really put a pin up, I would say, mm-hmm. instead of you thinking that, that No Name is lecturing you, No Name is talking to you. No name is, is in a conversation with you, right? No name's no name's views on socialism don't really work. Right? Mm-hmm. She's talked about it. She said, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm comfortable selling merch. Like, because I don't believe in capitalism. Like, she's trying to figure out her place in the world. Yes. And like and- she's oh, always thinking and always coming with new things but she she's not like pointing at you like you're doing it wrong and I'm doing it right she's still trying to figure out what right would be yeah and i and i think
1: as an artist she's expressing where she's at at the moment you know what i mean and we can't expect you can not like she's a human being she's an artist she's expressing where she's at at the moment you can't expect that to be like fully like uh, fully, not thought out, but fully like laid out, fully thought out, fully like realized. Because she's still realizing it herself, and that that's all Nars can do is like she's not like you said she's not she's not a professor here. She's just a normal person trying to figure out where where she's at, where she's at in the world, and you know where her place is in the, in all of this
0: right there's like a it feels like that narrative is driven by people who don't listen to her music frankly yeah like if you listen to her music you would hear how playful it is how intelligent it is Mm -hmm. funny it is it's funny hilarious it's funny uh it's i don't i think yeah that's that's the one that really gets me the most i've got more certainly what do you have any
1: I mean it it's funny cuz I I told I on Friday I talked to my friends regarding the no name album and they didn't use lecture but they used preaching. They felt like she was very I think there's a common misconception because of how she came out. I think when she originally came out her her content was more religious religious oriented. Yeah. In a way like there were religious o- undertones and and overtones like because I, I, think of me like when I, my first introduction to No Name was, uh, drown off of Coloring Book.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, or yeah,
1: Coloring Book two, whatever. Yep. Um, so that's I, I mean, I can understand if that was your gateway to No Name. I could see how you would think that she would be like a religious rapper, kind of like a preaching, a preaching rapper.
0: Yo, I thought about this. Do you, so you were talking about Coloring Book. I'm sorry, dude, to, to go mm-hmm. on. Um, but like I said, I've been at this thousand fucking years, right? So yeah. uh, when I remember when Acid Rap dropped, and I reviewed it, and I dropped the review, and uh, the follow-up tweet, I said, you know, it was kind of a year, I think it was a little bit later, where I was like, I kind of tagged No Name and was like, no name gypsy is amazing and I can't wait for the for that debut. Like that, mm-hmm. like where's that debut? You know, give me that. And I think she retweeted it or whatever. I don't know. I don't I didn't dig for it, but um, yeah, I mean that <laughs> I yeah. know he retweeted me way back before before she had an album. Um, yeah, because I was waiting for it, you know what I mean? Uh b- before telephone, before all that. So um I I've loved no name since the first time I heard her voice on Astra.
2: Mm.
0: I was like, there is there's something about No Name's voice. Uh, you know what I you know how I described it? Okay. And yes, I'm gonna insult Chance the rapper to compliment her. I'm sorry. It is what it is. <laughs> Chance continue. Um one of the things that really got annoying to me about Chance was he, he had this you know i'm a school kid routine <laughs> he wore like high water jeans and he would have that that voice affectation you know you're right
1: and the hat he always wore the hat and he's like
0: 28 like get out of here dog you're 20 get out of here with this shit like you're not <laughs> kids, stop trying to sell this Um, you know it was like it was like the kid the 30 year olds play kids on television um and i was like you're trying to, to make enough affectation to sound like young and innocent and you're you're just not you know
2: mm.
0: but what mm. mm. okay. phone sounded genuinely quiet and reserved. Like, like like you were hearing a brilliant person who didn't want to talk that's
1: a good way to put it. I mean that that drown verse. I I remember when that came out. I listened to that. I mean, there was one day where I listened to that. Just that. I mean, I think the verse is only like maybe twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. I listened to that for like two hours straight. Just that. Just that one part of the song. And and I I do really think it's it's like you said. It's it's her voice. There's like a it's a combination of you know genuineness. In a sense, you know, and at the same time, there's, like, a wisdom, mm. uh wisdom there as well.
0: Yep. And shout out to my guy, uh, Derek, co-founded this Free Music Empire with me. We, just nerds talking, talking shit, mm-hmm. we were, like, I was talking about Aretha and how I just... Aretha Franklin? Yes. I couldn't get into Aretha. I was just, like, I can't get into it. Like... Oh, white, wow. people, white people love Aretha and think that she is it when it comes to soul but there's well, a lot of, of
1: people love Aretha yeah but there's
0: lots of other black women who made lots of other important you know music and I'm so I'm going off on my sheet, right and, and Derek comes in and says I never heard her like that I'm like what do you mean he's like well whenever I listen to her her music sounds incredibly vulnerable and fragile
2: mm-hmm.
0: There's a real walking the line tenderness that could fall off the edge in every note she's singing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. I never, you know, so went back and I did a deep dive and I really like revealing now.
1: Yeah, you, um, you gotta hear, I think the pop, the pop stuff is is okay, but you gotta hear that that live album that she recorded in the church. I think it's called Amazing Grace. I mean that—that's—that was really the aha moment for me. That was like, okay, like I see
0: it. And so, and I think that kind of vulnerability is in No Name's voice. Uh, it's in the hush. It's in the whisper. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's—it's—that it's kind of Nina Simone kind of like, oh, you're—you're really hearing someone right now.
1: Yeah, she does. I mean, what, what's special to her about me, what's special about her to me is is the inflictions that, that
0: she's... What's special to her about me? Let me no, tell you yes, what uh, your name loves about Gay Dickey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to make sure I get that phrase correct. But <laughs> it's like you said, I think it's really... I, I think in terms of her flow, like her use of space... Yep. And the way she's able it's it's almost like writing. She's able to communicate uh emotions and meanings in terms of the way she like phrases things and the inflictions that she uses when she's rapping things. Right. Um and I you you can tell that she's a writer because a lot of other rappers who while they while they're technically skilled they don't have that capability. They're not able or they haven't shown that capability to be able to like Communicate emotions in a way that she's able to do uh, because of her gift.
0: Yeah, yeah, and maybe the voice. Another thing that stands out about the voice for a lot of heads, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The world of popular female rappers—it's it, not bad. Nobody think you know. Nobody who's smart thinks it's bad. There's a lot of great female rappers out there. Sure. But is it safe to say it's the Nicki verse? What do you mean? The Nicki Minaj extended universe of like Lotto's flow is 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 kind of a broken off Nicki. De- yeah. Doja's flow is definitely Nicki, right? Like there's Nicki's influences everywhere, you know. So, yeah. In terms, said, in, oh, go ahead, sir.
1: I'm saying in terms of pop, right? Like,
0: wait, right, you yeah. somebody said. That well, this is a really interesting thing. I don't know if I agree with it. You know more about it than I would. Okay. Uh, he said one of the things that makes Tom Cruise such an important actor is that he's one of the only actors of the last, you know, 40 years who isn't Brando influenced. Mm. That That, like, everybody else is like came up under that kind of intense Brando acting. And Tom Cruise, just, no, no, I do a totally different thing. So, uh and it, I guess that stark contrast is what I'm thinking about. If you if you tune in the radio and you're hearing Flo Millie, you're hearing, you know, all these all these rappers, you know, and they're all they're all you you feel like there's a similar pocket happening, there's a similar beat choice, right? Um
2: well, Yeah,
1: I mean, they they, they found Nicki. Well, it's it's like you said, everything's evolution, you know? Yep. And Nick, Nikki took, you know, the blueprint of the rappers that she had seen. I mean, she was the first one to like, in my opinion, to kind of like combine a lot of blueprints. And she, so she combined a lot of blueprints, a lot of elements and came up with something that was really, um, what's the word, a- accessible.
0: Yeah, I mean- And then
1: they were like, okay, Let's make another Nikki. or and then you just started seeing variations of that of that blueprint.
0: I mean, we got to be honest, right? The reason that Nikki was so influential to to this generation is she's probably one of the best rappers that I've heard. Right? For sure. Mm-hmm. She's incredibly funny. Her voice is is incredibly durable. Right? Yeah. She can make all kinds of different songs. Uh, her worst songs are better than a lot of people's best songs Like yeah. just great. And so when you're that great, you're gonna have copycats, right? Uh, Jack Harlow is just you know cosplaying great uh, and yeah, you know hmm. yeah
1: so. it, it, it what it is is they they see I think you you see a blueprint that works and you're going to, you're gonna copy it like why why recreate the will?
0: And well, but some of it is just like genuine love and genuinely like I fuck with this person. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. I really like and fuck with this person. They've influenced me, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: you're just in their DNA. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. Like, I'm not was this that whole this whole Nikkiverse thing is not an insult to anyone, right? No. Like this is a natural part. There were lots of fake Rakims. There were lots of fake snoops, right? This is all a thing, um, but No Name was none of that. No Name was, like, from the spoken word scene kind of in mm-hmm. Chicago. Like, it wasn't, she didn't care about that.
1: I mean, the, the Chicago scene was, and still is, I mean, it's a, it's a whole unique, it's a whole unique atmosphere. Right. It's, kind, it's not, I wouldn't say it's insulated, but it is, There there is sort of, like, you know, Chicago does its own thing;
0: it's its own ecosystem.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah.
0: So I I think that's fair, and it, she comes from that, and so she, um, damn, yeah, she's she's made some very important music, and it's some of it is because of how you can't find anything like it. Mm-hmm. you can't find anything like the music she's putting out because especially now it is it is it is playful it is funny it is sexual it is political it's just yeah. everything. um and so i i yeah i i really like i really like her career thus far on uh, like on paper in terms of that space um yeah we talked about the voice. The other thing I would like to get out of the way in terms of the way people should think about no name. Um I, 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 you can tell me if this is controversial, right? Okay. <clears throat> Being mad at black artists who are uneasy with their white fan base. If you had if you had empathy you would understand it, right? It, so you have to think about this. This is a person who grew up in a Black neighborhood, in a Black scene, right? Like mm-hmm. making music that represented them to people like them, got popular, right? looked in the audience, and it wasn't anybody. It wasn't anybody like that. And... That is always going to be hard to deal with, and I, and
1: I would I would expand. I wouldn't say it's not only the music scene, but it's also the environment that you grew up in, particularly Chicago. Like if you if you know the history of Chicago, you understand uh, how to say this. You you see how the the decisions of groups impact other other groups very explicitly uh yeah Go ahead. and in terms of the history of redlining and the consequences like things like policies like redlining have decades and generations after it was implemented
0: yeah i mean if uh, put it on the books right like i have likely and will likely continue to lose guest spots because i'm white right and i'm leading this I am totally comfortable with that. Mm. I will say it is my job. It is my job to prove that I am not one of these vultures. There's a lot of white well-to-do vultures in this scene, making Mm. rappers look stupid for money. Right? And it's up to me to prove that I'm not that dude. Impetus is on me. So... Mm. I've got to. I've got to put my my feet to the street to do that. I accept that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, you have to accept the history, right? That's
1: right. Absolutely.
0: The as the history is, bro. There's a lot of people who look like me who fucked this up. So, if Lauren Hill says that she doesn't want white people to buy her album, or if, um. If no name says getting J. Electronica on there was was fun for her because she wanted to make us uncomfortable, make white people uncomfortable. I, understand.
1: I yeah, understand. Yeah, I mean, and I and I think it draws to the question. First of all, I don't think that I don't think it, I never interpret it as like I don't want white fans. I think it's for me, I interpret it as. I don't want my music to be viewed through the white gaze. In terms of I don't want everything I do to be viewed as what do what do the what do white people think about this? Uh and you know that and w- w- once you get to I think as a black artist once you get to a commer- like a certain level uh, of commercial success um you start you start thinking like, you know, you start thinking, okay, like if I make a product, and I think it seeps in subconsciously. You start thinking, okay, like I've made this product. How, are, how is this group or how are these people going to interpret what I do? Right. And so now you're adjusting your art to make them comfortable.
0: Yes, and, and it's, you bring up a great point and I'm, I'm glad you did. This, you are, you're putting yourself in a position as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're marketing yourself a certain way and all of a sudden you gain a fan base. And if it's the wrong fan base, absolutely shout out loud about it. Because if you don't, you're going to be stuck with that fan base for the rest of your career. So this is your life. Take the reins and and I no problem with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So I don't don't know if any of that was controversial. That's my deal. I think people need to have more empathy. Some of these people that are saying, you know, I don't want white fans. I don't want to deal with white fans are survivors of environments those white fans couldn't imagine. Have gone through experiences those fans couldn't imagine.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I think it's that. I, I also think it's almost an indictment of the system, the music system and business that they're in, mm-hmm. where, you know, you go to these venues, like, and they sell out. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about, you sell out these venues and, you know, they have to charge like a certain ticket price to get in. And so when you get in, like, you want to be an artist, but at the same time, you know, like, when you get on stage, this is a business. Right, and your your customers are these fans and these faces that you see when you're looking out in the crowd. And that, I mean, I'm 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 not like a performer, but I I, I can imagine that that's very difficult thing to grapple with.
0: Yep. Yeah. And grappling, even in public, should be okay. It's yes. just okay to investigate your thoughts on something, right? Um, it, it, you know, it, we're in an environment where we believe in constant, uh, violent accountability, but mm-hmm. we also believe in mental health, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure we can do both at once, right? Like mm-hmm. mercy has to be there somewhere. You have to, sure. you have to factor in forgiveness and empathy if you're going to. Anyway, we're off to the top. Anyway, so uh, the arc of these albums, how do you feel Sundial fits into this as a three-album arc?
1: As a three-album arc. I mean, you know, I, I always talk about how, you know, like I view rapping, like rap careers almost as stories. You know what I mean? So I think... You know, to, to establish like a, a loyal following and a compelling, you know, compelling following, you have to establish who your character is uh, from the gate. Right. And, I, you know, I think so the first album, Telephone, I think she does a great job establishing the character of No Name. Mm. And I think it's really centered, like, to me, like, it, like, I, going back and listening to all three albums, like back to back to back, you can see it's really centered on her, who she as a person, who she is, who she is as a person, and her experiences uh, in her environment. Uh, and then you know you go to room twenty five, and she's she's not only talking about her experiences, but I think she's exploring the environment a little bit more and she's exploring like how her environment got to be what it's been and then uh, now when i look at sundial it's it's for me it's almost her processing her anger towards why her environment is like it how how it is mm. cuz i i do think it like compared to the other two i do think it's there's a lot of anger and resentment
0: yeah well it's the first of the three albums that is very focused on that the the the, the meta narrative of the outside world
1: like hmm. what, what do you mean by that
0: the like the comings and goings like the kendrick and beyonce yeah. and the, you know the jets in the air and like uh, this, you know, she's very aware of the system moving things around, moving pieces around, yeah. And, and she's talking about it, which people do not like. They do like it when Jay Z does his boardroom talk, right? When Jay Z <laughs> will give you four minutes of like how a deal fell through with someone, and, you know, <laughs> you love that, shit. but anyway, um, they love dry boardroom talk. Uh, <laughs> But they don't like people questioning the kind of gears as they're turning. And so she, this is the first one, because Telephone does have, so. like, Casket Pretty is yep. still my favorite no-name song that ever was.
1: Beautiful song. Absolutely.
0: It's absolutely, like, we, me and my buddies wondered if she would ever reach that again. Because it was just, it's such a remarkable piece.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, when you say reach, I don't know. I don't know if reach is the right word. I think you could only make a song like that when you're in a specific place in your life.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: And I, I think it's like a combination of where she's at. Uh, because I, I think what makes uh, Casket, Casket Pretty so beautiful was was, you know, her innocence in terms of, because it was like she was approaching this in kind of like a wide-eyed fashion as well. um. So I, I don't think she could make a song like Casket, Casket Pretty again.
0: Well, and as a writer, she's such a good writer. Like, yeah. she picked innocence as the tool to use to tell the story, right? Yeah. So, you know, the way she says, you know, the way she says it, there's no toughness in her voice. It's oh, purely, no. purely mournful. And so it makes you face it, right? It's it's yeah, it's an amazing song. But there's a lot of amazing songs. All I need uh mm-hmm. is amazing, bye-bye baby. Uh, the last song, oh Shadow Man uh, is beautiful. Like it's 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 a heck of a project. It's it's one of those mm-hmm. put you on the map projects, right? Yeah. Where she's she's working with her voice, she's working with flows, um yes. she's really exploring subject matter and what she wants it to be. Diddy bop is crazy good.
1: Oh, I loved it.
0: Oh yeah. So it, it's And it,
1: you know, it's very it's very light, it's very airy in yep. a lot of ways to me.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's very not it, it's 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 very minimal. In terms of the soundscape, yep. right? The soundscape is minimalist. It it's it is letting her be the star. Yeah, um, and that's why room that's why room twenty five means so much to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's two reasons room twenty five means so much to me. Okay, it she could easily just wrapped over these minimal soundscapes with her whisper of a voice, and just killed that. Right, she built that strength on the first album. Mm-hmm. Could it like come back round two, killing it again? Yes, yeah, she
1: could have continued that. Right,
0: There's people who do that. She came out, did a completely different thing. You know, like Montego Bay, like oh. completely like lush. You know, sound mm-hmm. beds and window. Yes, and pushed her voice, um, uh, and and that takes stones man that takes stone especially when you have like i said a light voice like she does you have to be worried that you won't come over the beat you know she had to adjust she had to grow she forced herself and that's that's incredible so that's one thing room 25 means a lot to me for that the second thing is she finally got sexual the first one she wasn't (laughs) comfortable right she wasn't comfortable right she was she was in her own skin honestly it's really hard uh for women to embrace sexual content because it's manipulated so often by dudes Uh, i really cherish everyone's sexual content like i'm I'm a big i'm I'm, (laughs) sexual
1: content
0: i'm sorry um (laughs) I, I you know I've I've had friends who've gotten older and been like, oh, I don't want to hear people talk about their they this and that. I'm like, I love it. I love it. Keep doing it. Go for it. You know? Uh,
1: yeah, because I'd like to ask you, because that's I mean, that's an interesting what interesting point that you bring up. How do you think no name approaches sexuality that, that oh. makes her unique?
0: Oh, it's so good. So they what happens a lot of times, assertiveness is your calling card in rap music, right? It's 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 all about, you know, pounding the track with whatever you are. So uh-huh. the, the guy says, I've got a huge penis. The woman says, you know, I've got the best vagina, you know, and it's a tit for tat kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, no Name is so dope because she does it in this kind of whispery, flirty, half laugh that feels like how a real conversation would be. Hmm.
1: So, okay. All right. I I can see that. You're right.
0: You think about that Boom Boom song on Sundial, dude. I love that song.
1: You're right. There is a flirty. It's almost...
0: She says... in that song she says, come eat, come eat this come eat a Georgia Peach or something like that. It's, it's, like, right. it's it, she's just messing around. Like and and I there's nothing to me cooler than hearing someone comfortable and messing around with their own sexuality. I just I just I love that. I think that's awesome. I think that's that's the the upper tier.
1: I, you know, it's funny because she had the line. I think the Boom Boom song. She had the line where, I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I, I puff on cigars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, any, yeah. any other rapper yep. or any other person, I would have been like, Ugh. but coming from her, that like, it's like charming.
0: She is. So that's that's what. And on Room Twenty Five, she really, the something about the funky production of it. That kind of felt Caribbean at times. It kind of felt, you know what I mean? It, it yeah. felt tropical at times. Um, something about that production and her mixture of, oh, fuck, I moved to LA and I don't know anybody here. You right. know, I'm kind of horny and I'm bored. You know, like this kind of mixture uh, was just really cool. It was just really, it just made it feel really real.
1: You're right, and there there is an element. I, I'm glad that you mentioned it because there is an element of flirtiness, yeah, that that is kind of missing in terms of, I don't know, the the spectrum of rap sex, rappers talking about sex. Yeah, it's all it's always either over the top or it's always possessive. Uh, but no name. The way that she talks about it, her sexuality, it's very like you said, it's very flirty.
0: Yeah, and. To me, like I said, for me, the signifier is comfort, right?
1: Yeah, come. Yeah,
0: I want everybody comfortable around me. Yes. I don't want any of these uncomfortable motherfuckers around me. I don't want uncomfortable sex talk around me. You know, what <laughs> I mean? like you remember, like I don't know, you're too young. R- when Rizza rapped about sex, it was always very weird and uncomfortable. You know. He would say shit like "Girl, you shot it like a new pistol." I'm like, I'm not sure that's gonna work out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's gonna work out. Uh, <laughs> like, it, certain rappers didn't really know how to approach these discussions. Right? Mm-hmm. They were winning rap battles. They were killing it, but they weren't. They weren't ready to have those conversations. Which which is why you got to be comfortable within yourself. I did I did a podcast with uh, with Creative. It ended up being three hours. Mighty Healthy was on there. Uh, Tokyo Cigar, Midas the Beast. Oh
2: man,
0: we were all talking about our favorite Raekwon songs, uh, and I talked about Ice Cream, and I said it's one of my favorite. Ghostface verses of all time, because Ghostface in the song is flirting with this girl, and he said, you know, he said I'm like, a, I'll, I'll put that thing to sleep like Adina Howard, you know. Sorry, that's <laughs> been on my mind all week. So I'm just like, it's the greatest aside. He's like in the song flirting with this girl, and then he's just like on this aside about Adina Howard. I just so it's so that there's a level of comfort in conversation there that is just that I'm enamored by. Yeah.
1: You know? yeah, it's it's comfort and it's it's natural. I that's what I that's what I like about. Yeah. That's that's what I like about it. Like, you know, a good good sex rap, it should be like you said, comfortable, it should be flirty, and it should just be natural. Yep. Like you're not I don't I don't want anytime like I feel like a rapper is trying, trying too hard to come up with a clever sex line. That's when it like turns me off. Yep, I, mean, I, I shouldn't sure. use the word "turns me off." That's when I'm like, like I'm not, I'm not down for it. Like it's like,
0: eh. you know, I'm still, it. I am not listening to this music to get excited. Okay, sure. I'm listening to this music uh, <laughs> on artistic merits. Sex, art is art, and you yeah. should know how to. In what is good sex art versus what is bad sex art. It's not necessarily someone looking or sounding like someone you'd be attracted to. It's it's whether they hit the mark, right? So mm-hmm. as an example, Doja Cat is chaotic. Doja <laughs> Cat's a chaotic individual, correct? Yes. Okay. So her sex raps are chaotic. Yes, yes. But I fuck with it because I know that shit is her. That shit is in her heart. That's that's her being comfortable.
1: Right. Right.
0: I I'm looking for your comfort for you to be in your comfort zone. Um, and that's where I wanna wanna hear your perspective in terms mm-hmm. of so mm-hmm. that those are the two things for me on room 25. Her really nailing down how to talk about sex. Um and her really like swinging for the fences, production-wise, and making her catchiest album. Yeah,
1: yeah. The the, um, the ambition. I, I mean, that kind of what stood out. You know, going from uh, going from telephone to room twenty-five, you can hear the the leap that she took artistically, and I, I think it, it's clear to me that she's ambitious in terms of. She wants to be recognized as one of one of the best rappers, period, on the scene, Mal, you know, male or female. She wants to be in that that conversation, and I I think Room Twenty Five was like the laying bare of her her ambition to me.
0: That's a great way to put it. Like, yeah, I mean, this is like because I think some people had boxed her into that like artsy spoken wordy kind of, yeah. Thing. That you're like she's gonna be over here with like Mick Jenkins and and these delightful people, right? Um, and she was like, "Fuck you! Like I want to do what I want to do. Like maybe maybe I will make a pop album, motherfucker." And she uh, she came with it. And if you were to really make a list of the most catchy no name songs, like ninety percent of them are on. Room Twenty Five. Oh
1: yeah, right. I mean, I I still think Mon- Montego Bay, that that's my favorite. I mean, Casket Pretty, I think is probably the best the best no name song. In terms of you know, in terms of the degree of difficulty, but I think Montego Bay is just it's just a fantastic, light, fun song.
0: It is. It is. And the thing is 34 minutes kind of ahead of its time uh, mm-hmm. with being that with being that short. Uh but another banger is Ace by the way.
1: Hey, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, crazy. Crazy man. And, and the
1: fact, when did uh when did um Care for Me? Did, did Care for Me came out around the same time as Room 25ish, right? Must have been the case. Let me see. Uh and I and I only mention that because you could tell like that's what what I loved about that Chicago scene is those, those guys they're competitive like you know that they're hearing same each year. other same see.
0: year same year here for me in room twenty five holy
1: crap yeah yeah I mean and so you could you can hear
0: Saba by the way Saba care yes
1: Saba yes if if you didn't know yep. you can hear the competition like okay like Saba Saba probably heard No Names verse and was like okay like yeah, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring it too, just like you can. Um, right. And you, you can, uh, you can hear them like kind of pushing each other uh, yep. to, to greatness.
0: I hear you. Yeah. Uh, you get Yeah. I mean, we can, we will have more on that. We will have more on that. But so that's, to me, room 25 is still, that is number one in my heart. Not, and it's, Yes, it's because it's catchy. It's because it's fun, but it's mm-hmm. because it's so daring to me. Like it's such an incredible thing because you could easily have just taken like light bass lines or light piano keys and wrapped over them for, for yeah. years. People would have still fucked with you, and you went you went big, and you did it. You know, and, and Room Twenty Five. I just remember walking around my office and making everybody listen to it,
2: huh?
0: and like people falling in love with. It. Like, um, regrettably, I probably created a bunch of those white fans. Uh, so, um, but, um, you know, I love I love that album, and this album. Feed, there's a lot of Room 25 in it in terms of those lessons learned yeah a lot of really dope flirty stuff um uh, and but it's it's i think it's even more advanced like yes she's like uh, she's so smart she's growing um uh, and that that song with the janet jackson poetic justice oh, toxic oh I gorgeous!
1: Mean, that's so gorgeous. I mean, that's that's another showcase. That I mean, that's another that's another song where, like, if you if if I wanted to show the skill and what makes No Name special, I would show. That's a song that I would point them towards, point people towards.
0: She's so skillful at uh, at pivoting emotionally from anger to sorrow to oh being horny to being funny like she's so emotionally dexterous yeah uh, as as a writer and and vocally there's so much of that happening here
1: oh man and and and, and, it, and it goes back to because there there was a line it's near the ends where where she goes you know I forgive you go ahead and raise your kid I don't know, If you remember that, go ahead and raise your kid. Oh
0: yeah, hard to forget. It three
1: times, but the but what I mean, what stood out to me, I mean that line is like a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of, and it goes back to what I was saying in terms of you know how, she, because of her her writing ability, and her use of space, she's able to communicate things, and she's able to like, she's able, I don't know, like if you just read the, if you read the line, like, if you read the line on paper, you wouldn't understand the true meaning of what she was saying, oh, if you... but it's because of how she delivered it, it's the space, the emphasis, she's able to communicate, like, an underlying, you know, like, resentment, Uh, not only resentment, but acceptance, and, you know, like, is I mean it's just a master class. Like though the, that line in itself is just a masterclass and not not a lot of other rappers could do.
0: You're so fucking smart, sir. This is not this is not to be taken lightly, right? I think what you're talking about that she's able to do, uh, and this is a combination of the writing and the delivery, right? Yeah. She's able to create philosophical resonance in what mm. she's talking about, right? think of it like skipping the stone along the water right and watching the ripples like there's there's ripples to that line mm-hmm. right yeah so like understanding the system at play, understanding the consequences for the people involved Ooh. and 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 to your for your community and for your and for the people around you and saying I won't be, Another like, you know, another monkey wrench in this thing. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be another bullet flying. I'm not going to be a negative force Mm -hmm. anymore. I let you go, right? Yeah. Um, And I'm not going to slash your tires. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you be, and I hope, I wish you well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting. Amazing,
1: and I and I think because she she I did see she had a post this morning, but it looks like she may have deleted it. But what what I also like about Totsy is it's very ugly. Yeah, Uh and she mentioned this, and she mentioned this in her post. It's ugly in a way that we hadn't seen before in any of her previous two albums. That's a
0: good point. That's a good point.
1: And 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 that's what I and I what I did also and when I read the post and in, and I listened to the album again, like I could hear it, I could hear it more and more. Like, cause what she said in her post was like, look, like what I love, and if you look at the cover, you know, when you look at that cover of that face, I think half of it is really smooth. The other half is kind of deformed in a way. What she was trying to say is like, look, like, I think my past two albums, like I'd really tried to, present an image of myself
0: Mm.
1: which which was true but you weren't getting the full picture of who i was and what what i tried to do on sundial was give you show you my ugly as well and now so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of beautiful parts to sundial but there are a lot of ugly parts as well which you see with toxic uh Even what's the uh the interlude um potentially, the interlude, right, right, right. potential potential potentially interlude.
2: Yep, yep.
1: Uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of ugliness, a lot of jaggedness that we hadn't seen in the previous two projects.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's it's a great way to think of this album. That room 25 was was opening the door for her to be like, I'm sexual. And I'm here doing Mm -hmm. that, and I will be able to talk about it. And this is that album for her frustration. Mm -hmm. You know, that she's adding to that and saying, sometimes I get pissed off. And here's that.
1: And, and, you know, sometimes I get pissed off, and I'm angry. And sometimes the way that I communicate, because that's why Toxic is, like, so remarkable. That's why I think it kind of stood out to us. Because even the way she's communicating, it like the first time I heard it, I thought, like, whoa, this is a little bit much. Like, this is a little, I mean, this is a little bit much, man. Like, you got to process this shit before you rap about it. But I think that that was kind of the point. Like, to show you, like, this is, you know, when you're in a toxic relationship or you've been in one, this is kind of what the ugliness that is drawn out. From not only the situation but also the person as well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. um, and that and that goes back to what you were saying about like the philosophical ripples uh, that she puts into her into her music uh, and her lyrics.
0: Yeah, the resonance, right? Like, resonance, yeah, yeah. I think that is it's important to think of it like that. Think of it like in poetry when a poet repeats a line they're repeating it to give it different emotions each time, Mm. right? Like it's to make that line new every time they say it, right? Uh, A new shade uh, of color comes into play, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what she's able to do with these lines. She's not even repeating, right? She's just giving them to you. Um, it's 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 pretty pretty powerful stuff, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's interesting. The I really don't love the album, the album cover. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I really don't love the cover. Um, yeah, by the way, the other thing is about the J Electronica situation because we're going to talk about guests, right? Yeah. You listen to her old music; she does name check Jay Electronica, right? She's always loved Jay Electronica, right? She's always been a big fan of Jay Electronica, and she got Jay Electronica; she was excited, right? And by the way, her her she has the best verse on that song. She just- yeah
1: yeah I would say the set her second verse
0: oh yeah oh quite clearly.
1: Yeah, that was probably one of the best verses of the whole, not only the album, but the whole year.
0: Yes. I mean, that is, it is is—it is incredible. And to have it followed by one of the weirdest J Electronica verses that's just all over the place, a mess. Uh, it's, you know, I guess, look, I don't care. Like, I'm not offended by J Electronica in any way. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm weird in the sense that I'm Jewish uh, and if Jay Electronica hates Jews, I kind of don't care. Hmm. I don't care. If you if you're at home, and I'll never meet you, and you're sipping a beverage, and you quietly hate Jews, stay right there and do that. That's fine. Hmm. Don't don't get in your truck and and kill anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> stay mm-hmm. stay in there. You know, whatever. Write your angry stuff think about stuff that's fine you know so i don't really i'm not heavily invested in whether jay electronic likes jewish people or not um but i don't need his thoughts on ukraine you know i don't so you know uh th- it was it was a messy verse it's a lot to talk about in a very short amount of time so uh,
1: what what was the controversy uh surrounding his his verse was it just that he was on the album or was there something that he oh, said
0: no. It's not just that he's on the album. Uh, okay. I got to pull up the verse, bro. That shit is insane. Like it's, it's a lot. I got. I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna go through it with you because it's. Okay. Yeah, it, has to be, it has to be thought of just to be believed. Um, oh man, but her second verse is so damn good, dude. Yeah. So damn good. Okay. Like Lazarus, I was dead for three whole nights. Alakazam, I shook back like casino dice. Satan, call me magical Negro. Cool, you got that. I popped on the world stage with my AK cocked back. Saw the Roth family in half to get my clout back in the heart of Knightsbridge pulling bunnies out top hats. Everywhere I step foot, I leave a trail of names on the sons of Yaqub in a trail of flames. I'm on fire, I'm plugged in directly to Messiah. I run with the mighty Khan as we expose the liars. These infidels killed my mom. It's all out war now. I swear on the Madhi to never put my sword down. The crescent and the star with the red in the foreground is the flag that I bang as I'm laying the law down. Established a beachhead behind enemy lines now. I'm Pink Floyd in Berlin. I'm tearing the wall down. Face to face, I bet nary a devil would test me and some fuckboy 85er come run up and press me. It's all a hoax. Quite simple. A joke like Zelensky. The imams, the rabbis, and the pope, incidentally, couldn't stop my boca from quoting quotes from the sensies. It, yeah, tell him Farrakhan sent me all that stuff, right? Uh hmm. First, people that are like, oh my God, he said Farrakhan was good. Get over it, you know? Get over it. But Farrakhan has been important in rap music my whole life, you know? Um, yeah. And he's done good stuff for his community, so you need to look into it. But beyond that, he kind of said that the war in Ukraine's a joke. And he, he talked about the popes and imams. It was really wild. It was some wild shit. Uh, and it was a mess. It's not, it certainly didn't have anything to do with what she was talking about.
1: Right. Which how, is- how would you say, I mean, if you were evaluating on like a technical level in terms of the flow, what would you say about the flow?
0: So if it's, let's say, uh, there's two different standards, right? Like, mm-hmm. if if I was like, uh, if the, if I didn't know who that rapper was, and mm-hmm. I heard that verse, I'd be like, "All right, he's good," you know, mm-hmm. and I'd move on, you yeah. know. Um, but I know a lot about Jay Electronica. I've heard a lot mm-hmm. of Jay Electronica, mm-hmm. and I know he's better than that verse.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I know he's a lot better than that verse. So, I was bummed out for her. That she got, you know, she got a controversial poop sandwich. It wasn't a great first, um, mm. but I will say, Silk Money killed it. Billy Woods killed it. Gospels, my favorite song on the album. Um, yeah. Ooh, it was such a moment to have Billy Woods just erupt on that song. Uh, I was so happy.
1: Yeah, it was, it was. It was euphoric in a way. Yeah, and. I, I think it goes back to, I, I, I mean, I think it goes back to the organization, organizational skills of No Name, because she knew like, okay, like th- this is what, for this song, these are what, this is what people are tuning in for. Loved it. And you you kind of saw it with the J Electronica as well. So mm-hmm. what she did in term, and what I mean by that is she knew like, okay, these are, people want to hear J Electronica, people want to hear Billy Wood's. So what she did is they organized the song. So when they, when both of them arrived, they almost like cleared out the scene. Right. Like if you hear gospel with a question mark, when Billy Woods arrives, it's almost like they're clearing out, clearing out the space right. and announcing and Billy Woods is like arrived to the scene.
0: Yes, Yes, that's great. Yeah, they, they definitely knew what they had and mm-hmm. they made that work. I that's what I would say is you're looking for runs on this album? 78910. That is that is the that is the run of songs that you're gonna be hard pressed to find uh, out and out out and about, right? For sure. Seven, for eight, sure. Nine, 10 takes you from uh beauty supply, toxic, afrofuturism, gospel
1: gospel and oblivion and we we do got to mention i i love that i loved common's verse that was the most i've enjoyed common in damn has it been a decade uh, maybe even a decade Ooh. yeah at least a decade
0: that's awesome yeah. yeah um i was angry that he was there but you know that's me <laughs> no I I <laughs> but i get it chicago right common what are you gonna do this is no. you know People from Chicago love Common, whether or not we do, um, and that's and that's okay. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, he had. I mean, he. I think I thought he had like a really engaged verse. Yep. Uh, and I mean, you you could tell that that was a big moment for her. Like, look, I got Billy Woods on track nine, I got Common on track ten. Yep. Uh, yeah. And 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 you kind of need like if you want and 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 as I was saying before about No Name being ambitious, it said like the way that it works in hip hop, in order to get to those next levels, it's almost like you have to have cosines. Yeah. And yeah. so I think this album was like, look at look at my cosines.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit. It was it was her ability. Now she's she's a big enough name to be able to make those calls, right? Yeah. Um, and she wasn't before Room Twenty Five, so that's that. Shout out to to that come up. Uh, really um, yeah. uh, I think we both we both really like this album. Yeah, I think we both like all three albums. Let's turn from the pro to the con side, right? Is there anything about this album that you don't love? Is there anything about her career, looking in the scope of it, where you're like, you missed that opportunity?
1: I mean, what I liked about Room 25 is I thought it was more, uh, there was more of a spectrum of emotions. I thought it was more emotionally balanced. Like you look at Window, Mm -hmm. uh, like Window is kind of like a heartbreaking song in a lot of ways. And so there's like a sadness there. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, that's followed up a couple songs back, a couple sounds down by Montego Bay. Right. And then follow and that Montego Bay is followed up by Aces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's Black Portation, which is like the second track. Um, you know, there's the intro track where, where she goes, and you still don't think a bitch could a bitch can rap yet.
2: Mm -hmm. still
1: and so there there was like a wide range of emotions that was made it really appealing i thought that sundial it was a little bit too uh not there there, it it was almost there was a little bit too there was there weren't enough spectrum of emotions for me Mm. and and i think that she knows that as well because she did she has mentioned like I got another project coming relatively shortly. I don't know how, how shortly, but right. I, I, I think she could tell that it was, it was a, a little bit emotionally uh, unbalanced in terms when it, when you compare it to Room
0: 25. Yeah. We always, we always tra- applaud artists on State of the Game for using contrast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Using mm-hmm. contrasting songs, to create a shift in mood, right? Yeah. And and I think you're right that there isn't enough shift, right? And it's not just in content that some of these songs early in the album, the beat is just kind of barely there. Mm. It'd be just like a slithery bass line. You know, it's not, it's barely there.
1: But she, you can, I mean, and and it's been her, it sounds like for all three, like since she's came out, she's preferred her tracks have more of like a live instrumentation feel to it. So, I mean, cause that does kind of bring, there is, there is almost like a, I don't know if this is the right word. There's almost a looseness to the production.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and sometimes it's perfect. Like, yeah. is perfect. Right? Yeah. It's, it's not overwhelming, but it bangs. It bounces, right? Right.
1: I mean, I, I think that this, with that being said, I do think this would be like a great live. If you hear this live, oh, it's going to really pop. Probably. Um, um,
0: yeah.
1: But in, ter- in terms of, in the format, in terms of a CD or how we're hearing it, there, There is a looseness that we're maybe not accustomed to in terms of production.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like gospel, like the production's great, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, there's points where it's kind of, you know, a drowsy, jazzy album, production mm-hmm. album. There's points where it is a gospel-y album, but I mm-hmm. don't know what the unified sonic character is. I don't know what the what the production character of Sundial is, I may get there listening to it more and more, right? I may get yeah. there, uh, but I, right now I don't really know. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I always knew with Room 25, right? Like, so mm-hmm. I kind of there was part of me that was like, I wish I could take the production on Janelle Monet's Age of Pleasure and just have given it to No Name, um, uh, but. You yeah, know, that's me. Uh,
1: Interesting. Yeah. Like what, so you would do that. What, the question is, what do you think No Name is lacking? In, what 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 type of production would you want to see? Or, what, or what's the best way? I wrote this question down, actually. Mm-hmm. What would you want to see a producer add to No Name?
0: Yes, yes, okay. This is what I would like to see a single producer really work with no name, like Mm -hmm. really be with no name and make an album. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Yeah.
1: And what, like, what would you think, like, what is it that you see? What is no name production lacking right now?
0: Uh, So like, you know, let me give you who I would pitch. Right. And okay. we'll explain why, and that'll fill in that gap. Um, I would go August Fanon. Mm. August Fanon has a way of making songs that are very emotional, feeling, that have a lot of feelings in them, mm-hmm. but are nasty, you know, like the undeniably dope beats. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that he, he can do it, he can do both of those things. It's a big reason why Armand Hammer has gotten so big, right? August Fanon flavor. Ooh.
1: See, you're right. Because I, ooh, I mean, that brings a good point. I, you're right. I think No Name, like, she knows she knows where she's comfortable in terms of her rapping. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean comfortable in, like, a negative, negative sense. I mean, like, she knows where her pocket is. She's like, yeah. So you're right. I would like to see an ex- her kind of expand and see her try something in terms of tempo like like you said something a little bit cuz the way i see her production is it's almost i see it almost like in terms of like temperature her production is very warm right i i'd love to hear her over something really
0: hot
2: yes
1: or something so, really really cold as well
0: the thing about it is that the reason Fanon is such a good deal to me is his production is is kind of gnarled like he kind of mm. gives you gnarled uh, sounds, but he gives you beautiful sounds that were gnarled. And mm. and Fanon is stupid intelligent, crazy crazy intelligent. Yeah, only fucks with intelligent people, right? Yes. Look, so, the iceberg theory shit, right? Like he only fucks with dope lyricists that are smart. Fanon would give you a sound bed that was like. Very black, very smart, but nasty right yeah. that's the that's what we need you want you want to discuss nasty subjects, the production should kind of get nasty you should have that in your po- back pocket as a right. lane you can switch into and and that,
1: and that that's going to be her expansion I do think I do believe that because we as I said i we she her her Right now, her production is very warm. She's going to have to expand her production and, like I said, get on different type, different temperature beats to yeah. really like push push herself because we know she can rap. Yeah. I would I would love to see like an just her just bar out just a track where she can just
0: exactly I would love like a mighty healthy type beat that is just big and nasty and, and crush it yeah like but a of Think of Lord Knows on Take Care, right? Yes. Like a big, Easy. like anthemic thing, because I have much more faith in her versatility than a lot of people.
1: Easily, yeah. And we know she can do that, but she'll ne- she'll never be able to necessarily bar out on her current production temperature or that, that current like yeah. space. She'll never be able to just bar out like that. Yeah. And we know that she has a technical ability to be able to do that. And I would be excited, like you said, for her to to try an, a new temperature and see what happens. That would be exciting to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I like that. I think that is uh, what I would do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I need the production uh, to to level up. I need. She has like. I kind of want the relationship, like. The one producer one rapper relationship, like think about how cool it was talking to Fat Boy Sharif, mm-hmm. and how he picks his partners and how he makes all those projects different. He's having a great time, yeah. Building those relationships, making unique works of art, like fucking do it, just do that, you know. Like um, some, I'd be.
1: I think I think she'll get to that. Mm-hmm. I do think.
0: Uh yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean I I I think she's too uh in, in terms of the rap rap as a as a craft and art, I think she's too important now to be to be to be comfortable.
0: Can I give you another con? Go ahead. I think she missed out on one of the truly great opportunities in rap music. So we talked about it. 2018, she makes my favorite album of hers, Room 25. Mm-hmm. Saba makes his favorite album of ours, right? Like,
1: uh, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You see, I got that right. I like how yeah. you, yeah. I had to yeah, like, oh, okay. the structure. <laughs> um, so we really needed, I think a year before that was Black Swan, which is one of my favorite. Debuts from an artist, right? It's Smino, Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had gotten that group, twenty nineteen or whatever, that group album. Oh man, that is, that is to the stars, dog. Like those three together, there was nothing like it. Oh yeah, there was nothing like like smino like is there anybody in the world of rap with more fucking bounce than smino no i bounce thinking about Smino, like you know know that that like a like one of those i don't know just like one of those toys it's just always always moving you know you
1: know it it kind of you know them together like aces they were together on aces that that track it it kinda reminds me of like the Miami Heat. Yes. Uh that like that, that, that trio when oh. uh Wade, uh Bosch and LeBron were that big three. And just the chemistry that they had, the you know, everyone knew their roles. It was just it was it was exciting to see.
0: Yep. Yep. Almost. But yet there was
1: the, there was still like that, that tension between like, okay, like Wade, Wade, and LeBron still had that that tension. Like, yeah, I, you you know, I, I'm impressed by you, but at the same time, I want you to know that I'm a bad MF as well.
0: Well, and I think one of the things I loved about it so SmiNo, like nobody in the world with more bounce, right? Yeah. And, well, you know, No Name was still very much in that, like working with more quiet voice, working to. You know, but like affecting songs and with that mm-hmm. And the connective tissue was Saba, Oof. who has a lot more bounce than people give credit to, right? Yeah. Uh, has a ton of bounce and swing, but is a poet at heart, right? And can give you long fucking prom night stories. Uh, so he was the connective tissue b- that made everything work. Uh, with that, I mean, just wanted to see that album, bro. Oh that man, yeah, crazy.
1: Yeah, and you—it's funny because you're right. I think, you know, I do believe in windows in terms of time, like that—that that specific 2018 window when when those guys were yep. at where they were at in their power. Yep. You can't get. You're not going to be able to get that same album in 2023.
0: No, they're in different places right now. You know what I mean? Uh, And they're all so talented, and I will always follow their careers.
1: Absolutely. I love all. I mean, I I would still love. I would still love that project for sure to hear them all three on a on the album. But it it wouldn't have been the window for that type of energy where they were at at that point. It's it's not you're right that that was a missed opportunity
0: if you were writing down the best hip-hop what-ifs of the last you know what five years mm-hmm. right that's how high is that that's high that's very high oh yeah so i mean
1: I, that, that would have set the, the i i don't want to say that would set the world on fire but that would have been
0: mm-hmm.
1: th- i mean that would have been a landmark album in in, in their scene
0: well, yeah, it would have. Well, and it probably would have catapulted them out of theirs. It probably would have put them because think about how catchy Smino is, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, it's with the undeniable lyrical content of Saba and No Name, and just the living energy of Smino and the hilarity of Smino. Smino's funny as fuck. Um, you know. It would have just worked. It would have just
1: worked. It would have. But then you got to, it's almost also like uh, the drawback would almost be like the Fujis type of thing where the group overshadows the individuals. Yeah. And allow it. Like, because you get that project and now you're starting like, you're starting to look at their solo albums as like, you know, breaks b- before you get the next group album.
0: Yeah. There's ways you can figure it out. You could have done a group yeah. album and then followed it with solos. You, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, your wrecking crew's figured it out. Uh, and there's <laughs> there's ways you can do it. But, yeah, it, it's a it's a bummer. So, but whatever. Um, That's um, right,
1: yeah. That's yeah. just how this timeline worked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything else we should cover here? No.
1: no I think we did a great cover a lot of ground.
0: This was good. I love her career. Um, I'm so glad that we got to talk in depth about her music Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, address the bullshit along the way. Uh, Let's go recommendation corner here. Yeah. We're talking about some crazy shit came out, man. Uh, So, Oh, Oh, so, First of all, I've been turning up, turning up, K, to an album called "Lone Star Luchador" by that Mexican OT. Is
1: that is that his name? That Mexican OT.
0: His name is that Mexican OT. Okay,
1: was, all right, good. Just for clarification,
2: yeah.
0: I like to think of it as like, it seems to be coming from an angry neighbor or something. <laughs> Oh, teeth um yeah uh, okay it's awesome lone star luchador max o'cream is on it paul wall is on it um
1: is it, is it
0: houston oh yeah buddy okay. So the, okay the guest on the last song is is someone named hog boomer oof i hog boomer's gotta be from texas you know what i mean
2: hog boomer
1: Hog. Is that two G's for, for Hog?
0: Oh, gotta be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Bay City, Texas. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that album, I dare you to not have fun listening to that album. I dare mm. you. Um, the other one that has not come out yet, but I'm super excited for um, one of the first people who gave us love, Fat Tony. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Fat Tony and Tadex. Releasing an album on the twenty fifth. Uh, it's called "I Will Make a Baby in This Damn Economy," and the singles are dope as fuck. Uh, there's three songs you can listen to. I already pre ordered it. Um, I'm I'm loving it, uh, and yeah, that uh, that. Texas is coming back.
1: Never left, but yeah, yeah.
0: But he, yeah, it's I always love. I need some texts, you know. I need that shit. We uh, all do. The the other one, oh, there's a uh, there's some other ones. For oh, Alaska released one that was from 2017 uh that he had only put out on cassette like ever. Uh and it's called he's the pj i'm alaska uh and that's a a jokey version of he's the dj i'm the rapper um uh, it's just like is it like
1: a is it a uh, is it like a collab album with someone named pj
0: yeah pj cats yep 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 okay so and it's nine songs and it's just fucking alaska rapping's face off okay. over- Fun party kind of sounding production. Whoo! God damn, that thing was dope. Alaska just shocks me at times. Um, he's very good at rapping. Uh, so I think those are my three. Mm. Yeah. Limited to three. <laughs> oh, I'm working on. My next uh, producer fantasy ranking, and it's Rock Marciano. Oh wow! It's who I want to see do a full album, Rock Marciano. So. So.
1: forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rock's been. Has he been quiet? What's the last project well, that he, he released?
0: He produced a full album for Jay Worthy.
1: Oh, okay. What's what's the what's the name of that? You know?
0: The cover is wild. it's it's. A, I love the cover, uh, and it, and the productions. Awesome. Uh, what is it called? Nothing bigger than the program. Okay,
1: I gotta check that out.
0: It's dope. It's dope. Um, uh, so yeah, and it was so yeah he's he's been producing for people. He produced this album called Blame Kansas by TF, which is really dope. Um, uh, yeah, uh, he he's just done some really good work producing. I mean, obviously. The Stove God Cooks album, Reasonable Drought, is like we're, you know, some people are calling that a classic Um, Mm -hmm. because he he just killed that production-wise, too. So I just think there's a lot he could do if he expanded his circle. So um, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, buddy. So what are you, uh, what problematic media are you digesting? What are you
1: no no music but uh i think i've the only new thing that i'm really getting into i'm getting into the second season of winning time
0: oh i haven't started yet is it good yeah my wife might have jumped off she says she's done yeah
1: i mean it's it's all right i mean i i I think they're catching it's catching its stride the the second episode was better than the
0: first episode to me
1: so i mean that's that's the only thing new that uh that I'm listening to or watching right now
0: oh there's every everything hit for us at once uh, only murders in the building hit um uh, oh, yeah. the new season's out uh how is that
1: I've, I've heard I've heard some good things about it
0: good it's really good um and the good omens too there's the second season of good omens on Amazon is really good um, that's a crazy show. Uh, Uh, what is the one on Apple that we're watching? Uh, after party. After After party. After party. Okay. Yep, yep. We've been doing that. Uh, yeah. Chilling, buddy. Chilling, buddy. Um, what a what a beautiful time it is, man. Um, we had. I don't know if I fucking told you. You remember that? Um. That episode, episode 159. Uh Dell the Funky Homo sapien with Alaska Adams and Henry Mm Cains. I posted it July 23rd. Uh, it's number six all time in the free space. It's fucking dope. Like if you it is just running up the charts. That's awesome. I love when our new episodes become our most listened. Uh, that's really cool to me, um, because we've had some crazy guests that are highly listened to. So oh. seeing that, you know, sh- shift up is dope. Um, I love all the love. I think our listenership is in like three tiers, like Olympic gold medal, Olympic mm-hmm. medal, right? The gold are our Patreon folks that are, you know, uh, that are hooked in, right? They're 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 checking out state of the game. They're listening to my philosophical analysis of the movie Bronx Tale. You know <laughs> they're, they're they're tapping into all the weird shit. Bonus content, um, early write ups. They're the first people who will have the Rock Marciano fantasy ranking. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the the ride or die folks. You know, and then the silver medal is people who aren't paying me, but are still subscribing to everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're subscribing to like the podcast, whatever Spotify or wherever they're at, they're subscribing uh, to the WordPress or whatever to get updates, you know, Uh, they're following me on social media and tapping in there. Like I'm, I'm very happy. Thank you all the civil silver metal folks, because I ultimately I want you to tap into what we're covering and support this art. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I want. Um, So this is great for that. And silver metal people are on the, on the dial there. The bronze folks are like giving us a shot here and there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Heard of us. I'll check out an episode, you know, I'll press play occasionally, which is why we bring it this hard every week yeah. because we want those bronze folks to move up. you know absolutely. no problem proving proving that I'm worth it. so uh yeah I'm happy to for everybody thank you everybody uh, who's tapping in uh, yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy year. Uh, and more shit is coming, dude. More shit is coming.
1: It's only August.
0: DJ Muggs has got an album that has everybody on it. It's going to be, it's wild. Um, who else released like, oh, blue and real bad man are putting out an album. Uh, huh. that's going to be done. And so there's good, there's a lot. Oh, Arm on hammer, of course, you know, open Mike Eagle, you know, um, important folks they're all dropping albums so this year's not done um uh. uh, yeah good times thank you everyone tomorrow <laughs>